So, uh, guys, do you know what a blood circle is? <laughs> Something you made up, I hope. You? No, well, I don't know if it's anywhere, but a blood circle, it's a Cub Scout thing where when the, the Cub Scouts are learning how to use a knife, they're told to basically hold the knife out like with the blade closed and go in a full circle because you don't want anyone in the blood circle because if you are you know, whittling or cutting, it will hurt them. So, so my kid... Now tell everybody how you learned that. <laughs> so my kid it got, got his uh, knifemanship badge the other day, so he had to do a, a training, but of course the Cub Scout... Uh, master leader pack leader pack person uh decided to ask the kids what a a blood circle is and of course my child being savage as he is raised his hand to answer and my son all nine years of him said is that when you draw a circle of blood around yourself to keep the demons from getting in that's fucking awesome (laughs) i got such a look from the cub scout leader like what are you teaching this kid that's amazing (laughs) <laughs> he, 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 I got quite the side eye. Um, I believe I'm hoping it had something to do with him watching Doctor Strange a few times, but um, otherwise just know you need to have a there's... discussion <laughs> and possibly lock your doors at night. I mean, he doesn't want the demons to get in, so um, just <clears throat> yeah. But he's got to get the blood from somewhere. That's pretty amazing. Oh, that's true. He's got to get the blood from somewhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> Ooh. okay. That's a lot. And I can imagine the den leader coming to you afterwards and going, you know, I know your son is just nine, but I'm fucking terrified of him now. <laughs> right? That's pretty solid. Uh, anyway, you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 261, brought to you by, that's right, the Give Me Five patrons. Yay, patrons. So peeps. Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, things like entertainment, news, movies, music, video games, books, Florida, kind of whatever catches our eye. My name is Yes, and I'm joined by No. Hi. And fuck off. Fuck off. He's always so ornery. Oh, I know. Fuck (laughs) off. This week, we're going to talk about the new video game, Gotham Knights, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, the new Netflix release, The School of Good and Evil, or The School for Good and Evil? School for Good and Evil, and the new Liam Neeson movie, Blacklight. We are going to review things, so we're probably going to spoil things. Sorry. We usually try to avoid major twists. Um... So if any of that happens, sometimes we warn you. Um, if you're if we're talking about something that you haven't seen or whatever it is that we're doing, seen, read, listened to, please use your own discretion and don't be mad. We mean well. Two of us do. Well, let, let, let's not get <laughs> Be mad. 
people that get mad <clears> listen <throat> more. Fair enough. More mad. Okay. That was how Howard Stern made his money. Do do more people listen to Angry Rob? <laughs> Rob rants are great. That I have no idea. Oh my god. Um, speaking of rants, Rob, what do you think about the new Witcher recasting? Oh Talk my god. Uh, I, I'm really kind of disappointed. I mean, we're we will be three seasons in because I don't think he's replacing him until the season until season four, right? Okay. Correct. And we've only had two seasons released so far, so we've at least got one more season with Henry Cavill as the Witcher. But Henry Cavill is being replaced as Geralt of Rivia, and he's being replaced by Liam um... Hemsworth. There you go. Jesus, I was thinking Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. No, I was gonna call him Thunderstone. Um... <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Uh, uh, Liam Thunderstone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've gotten used to Henry Cavill as as the Witcher, and I mean, like I've pointed out a couple of times, I really feel like the the voice that Henry Cavill uses for the Witcher should have been Batman. I mean, I I picture Batman when I hear that voice. Um, but I mean, he's. I mean, really, really bulky. And I don't think that Liam Hemsworth is. I mean, I hope he, like, works out with his brother a little bit and picks up some of that Thor physique, and then maybe I'll buy it. But, I mean, he's kind he's, of scrawny, he's, isn't he? I don't know that he's scrawny. He he might not be, but he's just thinner. He's not – he doesn't have that, like, jack to look. He he might be muscly. I don't know. But he definitely doesn't have the – width or whatever and I, and the good and henry cavill's so good at it because in the in the witcher i don't see superman at all at all nothing about it correct i like, don't either. not even a little bit i don't see henry cavill at all he, he, and he owns yeah. the role and i i mean he's done such a great I job completely agreed i mean look all we can do is wait you know I, yeah and I haven't heard too much um, other than it was happening. Um, I don't know whether or not it was just an availability issue now that he's back. Um, it, nope. I mean, he's made that announcement that he's back as Superman uh, following the Black Adam movie. Um, so I do not believe it has anything to do with Superman. Really? So here, here is what I've heard. I've also heard creative issues. On and on creative issues he is a huge fan of the original books so henry cavill is um quite possibly the second most handsome nerd on the planet after <laughs> myself uh well and uh he uh is like i don't know if you've ever seen any of his like social media and stuff but he's always like you know i'm building a new gaming rig why don't you join me for a live stream and you're like really this is the dude with the abs and the pectoral muscles and, <laughs> and you're like I fucking hate you, but you're fucking right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's like a huge like sci-fi nerd, and he's just cool, and he loves that character, and he loves the original, like he's, he decided to become that character because he read the original source material, I think. So when these writers, which is funny because all people love him in the show, they love some of the stuff <laughs> he does, but there's oftentimes people say like, you know, this part is slow. It was better in the book. Uh, he clashed with the writers over that. And Netflix decided to side with the writers 
who actually get the critical complaints rather than the actor who gets lauded and people love him in the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of talk like Liam Hemsworth. I, I'm going to try to watch it, but it's going to be super jarring. And I'm seeing a lot of people that it's like, it's going to kill the show. The show's not going to last after season four because it's going to be too different. You followed a character for three seasons. Mm. A main character, too. It's not just like they're... Yeah. No, it's the lead. They're going to change out the shape-shifting face lady. They're changing out the main character. Um, who fully embodies it. it would, it's. I think it's going to be jarring. Yeah. It's hard to pull off. Yeah, it's... I mean, like, that could have been a top five question. Like, where, what are the successful switch outs of, like, a main character or a main something? Like, I mean, in music, ACDC and Genesis did it in Journey. uh, In uh, movies, you know, I think the switching out of Don Cheadle as War Machine was pretty good. Yeah. Spartacus, Blood, and Sand. Especially considering the, the dude that was playing him before was kind of a shit face. He was kind of an asshole to work with, apparently. That's why they left. They left him. Oh, what's his name? Terrence um, Howard? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's notoriously difficult. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Don Cheadle's supposed to be very, very cool to work with. Uh, but, like, what else? Uh, major movies? What What did you guys say? Um, I, I... Oh, I... I thought you... I thought you were naming, um, like... Uh, well, you said ACDC, so I said Journey. Uh, yeah. yeah, Journey did it, but even that, I mean, Journey didn't record any new music that stuck. Right. Correct. I guess they kind of did. I mean, I think the singer for Wheel in the Sky was different than the singer for all the 80s hits. Right. Um, I Wait, no, 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 no. I think I think that was still yeah. Steve Perry. Wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like it was. I don't know. Steve um, Perry? The show Spartacus Blood and Sand. The dude died. The dude died. Yeah, but was it successful? I I looked at it like because it went on for another like two seasons and it was it didn't lose the quality and the yes it was a different actor obviously but they were both believable to me like it it I know why they did it so I don't like the reason that they had to but it worked like it was fine once you like settled into it 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 worked. So in that way, to me, it was successful. Well, uh, it wasn't a like huge hit at all, anyway, that I know of. But Omar's just a huge fan of dudes in leather gladiator costumes. <laughs> Would Mila Kunis count? What did she get As swapped out of? Megan's Megan Family, Family guy. guy. Did they really mm-hmm. switch her out? I haven't watched she, Family Guy in like a decade. She was not the, the first season. Guy. It was um, Lacey Chabert. Oh. And they uh, even reference it uh-huh. in some season later where, where Brian and Stewie are time traveling. And they're like, oh, it sounds like she's about to make a really terrible yeah. life decision. Yeah, because <laughs> they go back in time to like one of the, to the first episode when it's her. And they're like, well, that's a different voice or something like that. Yeah, so that, that was, was, a, that was successful. successful. I like Mila Kunis. She's, she's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, shall we move, move on? Move on to... There was sure. other news that you have written down here. Um, I mean, I'm going to be open-minded, but I'm not liking the prospects. We'll put it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, even we had we even had a replacement. Yes, Omar. 
completely unsuccessful. Although it has gone like another hundred episodes, or something. I don't even know how many. It's true. It's true. Omar brought Wait, the um, the coveted Rwanda audience. Sorry, I'm, I, I fell asleep. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that brought Fiji? Fiji, come back. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Anyway, uh, continue. Um, uh, what else we got here? We got uh, more news. They uh, they unveiled their new Thanos level big bad. Yes, they did. In the is the trailer for Ant Man three Quantumania. The way that word looks, I don't like that U M in either. the middle. It it, it always throws weird. me off when I see it. I keep wanting to call it Quantum Burst. Travel yeah, into the quantum. Oh, that's way better. I mean, it's going to be good, but I'm looking forward to the movie though. Um. To be honest, Kang is such a ridiculous villain because he has that whole like conqueror, like that Serpentor like mm-hmm. attitude, I have and he's a time traveler, everything. and yeah, but he is like the epitome of fun comic book villain. And, like, oh, you defeat me, I'll just go back in the past further. Wow, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I hear his name, Kang the Conqueror, I think of the brain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's so funny. Oh yeah. That is true. I, I do. I know that's not. I really think they nailed the look for Kang because they like, yeah, because like in all the comics and stuff, they always had him as having blue skin. Mm-hmm. But here they did it with like he's got a face mask that shines blue light on his skin, making it blue. Hi. Which I think it's kind, of, which looks good. Um, because you know he's supposed to just be a human from the future, so him having blue skin doesn't really make sense. He's a human from the uh, future? So, Yeah, he's from, well, in the comics, he's like from like the 30th century or something. He's a future human. And, oh, so he's just so advanced that no one can stop him? Correct, like uh, me. Interesting. I, I didn't know that about Kang. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to be doing any major, major crossovers, but he is going to be a... Uh, either an alpha or a alpha minus villain it seems like so we'll see what the hell does goes. alpha minus mean and uh well i mean like they've already done one a step below because he first appeared in the loki series that is a different character apparently really it is yep they are well you never know because apparently according to disney lore that character is referred to as he who remains so it just might be a like a Kang from a different timeline that got stuck there or something. But it is the same actor. Yep, nope. All right. That's weird. So we'll see. Yay, multiverse. <laughs> yep. My brain's melting. Uh, so they are currently listed as two separate characters. Interesting. So, uh, and last but not least, Sandman season two. I love the Sandman ser- series and I love the Sandman books. And Yay. I love Neil Gaiman. And this week, someone put up that Sandman too. Sandman is getting canceled because. And Neil Gaiman responded like, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking about," which made it very hard for anyone on Netflix to be like, "Just hold on, wait." And they so they just announced today, like Neil Gaiman actually deleted the tweet that he said right afterwards, uh, and then the 
Netflix people were like, yeah, we're renewing it. Um, it was very successful. It was number one for several weeks in late right. summer, I guess. And it uh, was very well done, I thought. And now it is uh, going to have a season two. So very excited about that. And you got, if you've not watched the first Sandman series, watch it so that season two gets more of a budget and gets even better. <clears throat> Good idea. You know oh, what boy. else gets better? Nothing. Nothing involving Florida ever gets better. <laughs> That's right. It's time for Welcome to Florida, better known as WTF. Welcome to Sorry. So, um, this week's entrant, um, I, you know what? I don't even know if this, it, well, no, they've got footage. It's gotta be real. This is, this is, this is stupid. So let me ask you, if you were driving a car, do you, do you think it would be a bad idea to drive with a flat tire? If I, yeah, yeah. generally frowned like upon. Poor idea. How? How about if you were missing a tire? I mean, it depends on what's chasing me, but but generally, no. Yeah, that's a good call. Like, if so there's a werewolf after you and that werewolf ate your tire. Then you drive. You do what you can. Kind of take with what you got. What? Yeah, you just go. What if, what if you're missing two? <laughs> Are they both front or both rear? <laughs> If, I think, if we've got a dia- if we've I got a diagonal, diagonal situation, please let it be you know. diagonal. I th- I believe they were both driver side. <clears throat> okay, all right, both on the same side. Was he driving in just a circle? <laughs> so, cops noticed this vehicle driving with two tires missing at around four a.m. in Marion County. Sparks showering Absolutely. out of the side of the tires, and. When the deputies pulled him over and asked the guy about the damage, he said someone put a curse uh, on him and he hit a curb a little hard. Okay. He said it was a do or die choice and that this is paranormal activity. Wow. And and and, and um he actually said that he it was either get away and uh you know drive the car without the two tires or um or <laughs> he only he felt he only had two options try to make it home or and I quote Set his car on fire and sleep on the median. <laughs> Got to be the latter. Got to go with the latter. <laughs> like, what did he? What did he do to anger the, gods. the paranormal gods? Like, what did he do to anger the gypsy? I'll just say it's a gypsy. Um, a, I, I think it was a gypsy, but <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling that it was just a different kind of spirit. Oh, good one. Because, like. He like meth? he failed the sobriety no. tests. Oh yeah, well, well there's a surprise. No, surprise! that's just the that <laughs> that was the cop being unfair. 
and so wait, we've got let's and see, then, we've got the the bridges of Madison County, and now we've got the wizards of Marion County. Nice, there you go. That are angrily making people <laughs> nicely done. Nicely there you done. go. And then when the deputies went to take him into custody, he proceeded to spit on them, threatened to attack them. He kicked them, tried to take a deputy's taser from their holster, and told them, if you mess with me right now, let me tell you something. I'm going to break your head with a baseball bat. I'm going to, wait for it, skin you alive. Wow. None of these things are good ideas. Wow. He seems (laughs) fine. I'm sure he's fine. It's not a big deal. Oh. Holy cow. He he seems like a good time at parties. Oh, my God. A public service announcement, do not do any of those things <laughs> right. that he just said. <laughs> and, oh, God, and I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the guy's name because I know it was in here, but. Kind of like a warning. Prisoner number 4729863. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so if your vehicle is missing tires, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend driving it. I mean, that's. Kind of a giveaway. I mean, I mean, you know, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay, let's get on to our main topics. What, what, what do we want to do first? Let's do that video game. We haven't done a video game in a while. Okay. So there was a new video game that I was actually very much looking forward to. Uh, it's called Gotham Knights. It was released October 21st of 2022, and it is available on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, Gotham Knights is actually it's an action role-playing game um, developed by Warner Brothers Games Montreal. Um, it's published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And it follows, it's it's a story that follows uh, basically Batman's four apprentices, because guess what? Batman has died. Oh. Batman is dead, and you can control one of the four apprentices. You can either play as Nightwing, you can play as Robin, you can play as Batgirl, or you can play as Red Hood. And, and I've actually, actually, I've, I've finished the game. Um, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I, I think that as far as the combat is concerned, there's a bit more bus- button mashing involved than like in the previous Batman, the, like the Arkham games. Okay. Um, yeah, those are great. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed the, the Arkham series games. Um, the combat there was a little bit more challenging. However, I mean, the, the story in this game is great. I, I really, I was really drawn in with the story. I, you know, I like, I like a good story in the game. Um, the gameplay is, is good enough to keep me interested. There's, there's new DLC stuff on the horizon and, but the best part of all, it's a multiplayer Batman game. Hmm. How many times, Greg, have I told you when we've talked about Batman, the game that I'm like, I just wish it was a multiplayer game. I wish I could play with my friends. I love this game. It's a lot of fun. I, I just wish I could play with my friends. I've been asking for this. I'm pretty sure you're just talking about this now because I have not yet started playing the game. I have been asking about I have been asking for a multiplayer Batman game since I first played Arkham. 
uh, since the first bat. I, I, I will say that <clears throat> my style of play, the the stealth style of play, it really kind of matters less in this game. I mean, you don't really get the whole uh, Batman taking people down silently vibe that emanated from the last few Batman games. Um, but the combat finishers are fun, and the, the the stealth that's there, it just seems unnecessary unless you're trying for, like, uh, XP bonuses. Okay. So you can... There, there are certain battles that you get into where it displays, like, bonus objectives, and if you take, like, four or five guys down silently, you get bonus experience or whatever. Um, it's, it, it's kind of inconsequential as you can pretty much just run in and fight everybody. And th- honestly, that could be a product of, of the friends that I've been playing with. Um, because those guys are not stealth guys, you know, like I'll spend extra time at a fight, just kind of planning it, trying to figure out how to do it all stealthily. And, you know, they'll maybe stealth one or two guys and then they'll just run in and kill everybody. And I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Um, a uh, couple question, couple questions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One: Do each of the characters have different like <clears throat> skills? You, like one, you know, like think Mario Brothers, where one person can jump higher, one person's faster. Like that yes. you need to use um, to defeat certain areas. Like, uh, no, you don't. You can you can defeat all the areas with whoever. Um, Robin has a skill set that's more focused on stealth. Um, Batgirl has a skill set that is more focused on single target large damage. Um, Red Hood is kind of like the tank, and Red I'm... Hood. For those of you who don't know, can I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. Red Hood. If you you know have been in a hole for a long time, he is one of the Robins that was. He was the Robin Jason Todd that got killed by the Joker back in the eighties, like eighty nine, right. I believe. But he actually came back in the comics as a character named Red Hood, and he was brought was... back with a Lazarus, yeah, right? Who is uh, um. I don't remember. I think he just kind of survived. But either way, he not only is he taking on the the idea and the look of the Red Hood, who is one of the incarnations of the Joker, uh, he also has a very big grudge, at least for a while, and he was way over the top violent, kind of the punisher of the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Nightwing is probably crowd control, but I, I haven't played with Nightwing. Um, he's the only one that, that me and my two other friends haven't used yet. Um, so that's where that's actually who I would have picked first. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I ended up picking Batgirl. Um, uh, cause Robin was already taken and Red Hood was already taken. I considered Nightwing. Um, but I figured the, uh, the single target, like, cause for like bosses, I figured she was, she would be like effective. So I took her. Um, okay. Are there uh, another question? Are there mm-hmm. some famous bat villains, or did they make them up for the game? There are famous bat villains. I do love me some bat villains. Um, Ed, would you like me to tell you who you fight? Uh, unless it's like a major, major surprise. I know. I know Bane is in there, right? Uh no, no Bane. But you do fight Bane. Harley. Okay. And you fight Mister Freeze. Like me, some Mr. Freeze. And you fight Clayface. Nice. And you fight Talia Al Ghul. Okay. And you fight Man Bat. Ooh. 
I do like me a good man bat for sighting. Yeah. Unless it's a a challenge, like in one of the early Arkham games. You had to, like, chase him all over the city and jump on him. Oh, no. That sucked. No, you actually fight him. But, I mean, there, as with any new game, I mean, there are some glitches. Some of the controls are less than optimal, and I, there's still some bugs that need to be worked out. But, I mean, all in all, it's a complete game. How about that? I mean, how many times have we complained about games that are being released that are just, like, shells? Yeah. Um, That's good. There, with this game, there will be more endgame content to come. But, I mean, like I said, it's a full game, and it's fun. I mean, we're we're having a fun time just patrolling the city. I mean, we played through the storyline. We we did all of that. We did the campaign and everything. Um, you absolutely can rush through that to get to the end of the game. Um, but you can do all the side missions too. You can do all the side stuff. There's there's an open. It, well, I mean, an open world as much as you know Gotham City is open. Um, you just go around Gotham City, but it is pretty big. I mean, you can hop on your motorcycle and drive around. You can use some of the fast travel locations. Um, there is some aerial travel for you as well. Um, each character has their own style of aerial travel. So, I mean, it's it, it it's a fun game. I was Honestly, I was hoping, Greg, that you were going to be able to get it because I kind of wanted to play it with you. But you're a bitch, and I was unable to do it. I get life stuff to do. Plus, I'm like, there's like eight games I haven't finished yet. Right. I will say that right now I was a little disappointed because initially it was supposed to be a three-player game. And before launch, or I think it actually it might have been supposed to be a four-player game. But before launch, they dropped it down to two players for the campaign. I did recently find out, however, that they upped the player count on the two-come expansions they're they're going to expand it to include like a heroic raid or whatever where you can play with up to four players so i'm excited i'm looking forward to the uh content to come out later and i have very much enjoyed the multiplayer batman game a lot of fun excellent we're now going to switch over to streaming slash television a movie or show or something called blacklight a travesty <sighs> omar is going to tell us all about i'm here he's there i'm just <laughs> he seems so, so defeated so excited about this <laughs> <clears throat> all right all right it's called blacklight it came out um february of this year on february 11th it's on amazon prime now uh, it originally came out in the theaters remember exactly um, <laughs> I feel I feel All bad because right. I everyone loves Liam Neeson. He's awesome. You know what I mean. So Liam Neeson plays Travis Block. Um, you also have Aiden Quinn as the uh, antagonist. I didn't even recognize him. He just aged, I guess. I don't know. Um, Taylor John Smith as Dusty Crane. That's how good the movie. The naming That's is ridiculous, by the way. That's <laughs> exactly. Dusty. D- Dusty Crane sounds like something that you need to, that you would find in a uh, junkyard. 
Yeah. Not. Right. So Travis Block, Dusty Crane, Amanda Block. Like, come on. Jordan Lockhart. <laughs> so anyway. Amanda uh, Block. Uh, yes. So I'm not even going to continue with the names of the actors. Anyway, it's Travis Block is a government operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. When he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, Block finds himself in... <laughs> Block finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI director that he once helped protect. Okay, so... Okay, this... It caught my eye. This movie totally yeah. broke Omar's brain. I have so many things that I want to say. <clears throat> I don't even know where to start. The movie caught my eye. I was kind of um, just looking around for something new to watch. And um, I just saw Liam Neeson, and I'm like, oh, okay. Let's, you know, I thought like, hey, self, Let's do this. yeah, you haven't watched a CIA action movie in a while. Like, just check it out. It'll be fun. Well, I owe myself a swift punch in the gonads because the movie was really, really, really bad. Um, but, you know, it's Liam Neeson, so you want to like it. But he, the acting was bad. The story, the dialogue, it was just not, it was just not good. It was, um, you know, there are times when you can see and I mean this lovingly, honestly, you can see Liam Neeson, you can see his age now. Um, they try to edit it a certain way, like when he's chasing after people, but he's, he's not, he doesn't move the same anymore. Like it's, it's too obvious. He's, it, I just saw in my research that he's 69 years old. Like he's not action movie guy anymore. Um, nice. Yeah, I was waiting for. <laughs> They're cutting away and, and he's like chasing after the guy with a walker. And they're trying to like film you know, it from an up angle so you can't really see it. Yeah, but I mean, so that was that was hard. That that I felt bad about that. Um, the acting and dialogue are terrible. Um, the the plot doesn't. I mean, it's kind of like what the hell are you talking about? Like, why are you doing this or that thing? Um, the it was just it was just poorly done. Um, I, I, I feel like Liam Neeson is now at an age where he should be doing, you know, the remake of Bridges and of Madison County or something. I don't know, but <clears throat> I want to say good things. And normally I try to find something that I like to, to, to review, but I, I kind of, told myself I was going to watch it and I was sticking with it and I <laughs> I haven't actually been able to finish it. But um it's just a cliché riddled silly thing. I even saw that it made I think it only made 15 million dollars at the box office this year. It took like a huge loss. Um this is uh currently the lowest rated Liam Neeson film on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, that tracks. Just to just to prove that Omar is not insane. Uh, it is hard to believe that someone made this story with such a dumb and improbable script. To make things worse, most of the acting is mediocre, except for the two women who played the reporters, and maybe Liam is getting a little too old for these types of roles. There you go. That was the very first featured review. And I'm going to even go out on a limb. The, the two main woman reporters were not that... None of the acting was really good. Even Even Liam Neeson didn't pull it off. He didn't it, he didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't believable, believable like he was in other things. I mean, this wasn't taken by any means. Um, 
I mean, overall, I would skip it, and I feel bad about saying that because everyone, like I said, Liam Neeson's awesome, but it it just didn't work. It just didn't happen. So very interesting reviews on here. <clears throat> it was. It just. It's. It, it is true though. The I'm actually kind of surprised. Like what you were saying with that previous review, I am actually kind of. I, I, there were points when I thought to myself, "How did he get roped into this?" Like he this he is, took the this role. Is one of those movies where they hire aging actors to try to get as much cash in the till before they are unhirable. They pay them like a hundred grand or two for three days' work, and they wind up making these horrible formulaic movies every a year. Eric Roberts is a master at churning out this kind of junk, and lately Liam is coming in to a close second. The movie is very poorly written. The extras are not actors. They are so bad, I suspect they were pulled in off the street. And the directing is pure formulaic. That yep. He made up a word there. And the directing is pure formula. That's formulaic. Nice. Uh, it's really bad <laughs> and largely boring. Also, a bunch of people that use the word woke to describe it, but um, I don't see that as a bad thing. So, uh, The beginning, um, there's a character. Unless it's over the top. Don't get me wrong. There was a character, like it starts off with like a speech at the foot of uh, the Washington Monument. Okay, yeah, that might be over the top. <laughs> and, well, that's fine. That's, that I could see happening. Four score and seven years ago, <laughs> I was able to run without catching my breath. And it was like, it was like a fiery woman. Like She was on fire. You know, give, giving her speech. <laughs> Burn the witch. It was a fiery woman. <laughs> She was like giving her speech, and she was very obviously supposed to be AOC. So, then part of the plot is that with the like early, early on, within the first five minutes, I I think it was the night of the speech or the timeline of this movie is a mess too. Um, She gets killed, and you quickly learn that the two guys that killed her were, were FBI agents. So, okay, so um, I, I don't need to see this. Is what I'm, what yeah, I'm yeah it's very bad. Apparently, uh, one of the things that I saw a lot was that Liam Neeson's character had OCD. I, I didn't really catch that. <laughs> I just thought he was. They did show the, the the references to there were references to certain things he did in the movie, the character, but I just thought it was because he was a methodical like FBI type. I didn't catch it as OCD. He locked his car door 17 times in a row (laughs) there were references to him like getting up at at 2 and 4 a.m every night to like go around and check the locks in the house but you're an fbi agent or he he's like a cia it's he's like a covert cia type guy but working for the fbi it's supposedly off the books which you also i didn't get i had to find that out in some other review i don't i usually get up at two and four every night to go check the locks at rob's house Someday he's going to leave them unlocked. Oh, no, no, no. They're always unlocked. You're just... Someday they're going to be unlocked, and I'm going to get me some of that sweet, sweet online used underwear cash. Rummage through his his drawer. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Yes, let's move to other things. Sorry, Liam. We love you. Um, So you're going to be murdered by Liam Neeson... Rob's going to be murdered by uh, what's Danny his face, Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> Danny Trejo. <laughs> I wonder who I've got. I'm gonna. I want to piss off someone like not violent, like Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you, Patton. Actually, it's just Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> I didn't really like that movie, and Pat Oswalt's going to come. I'm just going to talk that about Pat Oswalt did about uh, about woke not aging well in his yeah. most recent stand up. Can't have sex with your own clone. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I want. Yeah, He's Pat awesome. Oswald, if he came over to try to murder me, I'd be like, "Do you want to see my comic collection?" He'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> Why was I here? Yeah. Okay, so I think what do we got? Uh, we've got uh, the School for Good and Evil, and then we have uh, Cabinet of I Curiosities. We'll finish that one, and then Cabinet of Curiosities. So I guess we'll just do the um, Cabinet of Curiosities. Curiosities. It is not a book, actually. It is a uh, a TV show on Netflix. It is a what are they called when there's Anthology. the little stories? Anthology. Thank you. And um, with a whole bunch of different people, um, I have watched half of them, um, and so far they've all been pretty good. I've actually watched all of them. There was okay. one, maybe two duds that I didn't really care for, but all in all, they've been pretty good. I started falling asleep, not that it was its problem, I was just tired. I started falling asleep during the first one that's written, it was the... Um, it was one of the ones written by Lovecraft. Um, and I, I need to... Is that, it, no, that was... That seems it was Lovecraft. like... It was the one right after uh, after the the face cream one. But, so okay. it's a bunch of different stories. Um, these stories are... Um, ah, there's going to be... Uh, there's more of them coming out soon, apparently. Uh, so there's Lot 36, which is which was really good. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, gra- Graveyard Rats, The Autopsy, The Outside. Um, the Outside is the one that was weird with the face cream. Um, Pikmin's Model. That's the one that I fell asleep during. Oh, okay. Yeah, and see the one that the one that got me. I was kind of bored with was the visit or the viewing. The viewing. I'm sorry. Okay, so that the Pikmin's model, uh, Dreams of the Witch House, the Viewing, and then the Murmuring. So this is an anthology. Um, Guillermo del Toro has done all sorts of awesome things, such as Shape of Water and um, why am I blanking here? Uh, uh, the, the, what's the one with the the creature with the the eyeballs on his hands? Uh, oh yeah, Labyrinth. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. He's, I mean, he's just a horror. He does good stuff, and he horror is guru. a horror. He is a horror fan. He basically Jim, lives in a house Jimmy that is dedicated to, to horror. Yes, that is true. Jimmy wants to have his babies just because of the horror stuff, and his house is like is basically a museum of horror stuff. Basically, if you get his house and Kirk Hammett's house from Metallica together, it would probably have almost all of the props from the old fifties and sixties and forties horror movies there. Interesting. Um, and as with most of these anthology things, I guess there's some good, some bad. Um, but they all have big names e- in them, though. Yeah, they all have big games, and even the ones that are bad, it's not necessarily, at least for me, the ones I've seen. It wasn't bad because it was bad. It was just bad because it's stuff that's that I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Like the face cream one was, uh, like the actors were all good. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his face was great in that, by the way. The husband, yeah, the dude that plays the um, the teacher from the Spider-Man movies. Um, and he's in Silicon Valley, but. Uh, I loved him, and I actually felt so bad for him. <laughs> um, and the le- the lead girl that that one. See, the thing I liked about that is you could tell that each of the directors and cinematographers really cared about what they were doing. Because I don't know if you noticed that they like they messed with the camera in that one to make her look like weirder than she 
actually yeah. looks well. They, they also they also make up her to look weird too. I mean, they they yeah. jacked up her teeth and everything, and mm-hmm. and um, they made it so that like her face, the camera lens wasn't completely distorted, but it was almost like you're looking through a uh, like a peephole in a door, where it like kind of pulls the center of her face forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a different type of lens, but. So even if I wasn't, like, overly interested in that story, I was engaged, and there was still other interesting stuff to look at in right. there. So were these um, horror or, like, fantasy yeah. or... Yeah, they're horror. They're, it, they're horror. They're, some of it is the body of, like, the Twilight horror. Zone. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not, like, super scary, but it's, like, weird. They're weird, and, yeah, and they don't turn out well. Situation. Yeah. yeah. And like it's Lot, all... Lot 36 was really good. Um, right. I mean, it had its flaws, but the dude playing the lead character was so good at playing the like disgruntled vet yeah um he did make some poor decisions actually most people in that one made poor decisions yeah. but some some um, questions some like like really really bad decisions that that it's like why why would you do that that doesn't make it like almost nonsensical decisions it's like why would you do that that doesn't make any sense the graveyard rat one like i was i was actually very much looking forward to that one just because I like that type of story, like that era. And none of these actually, I don't think, take place in modern times, do they? At least the ones I've seen haven't. Uh, I think the closest one is Autopsy, because I think Autopsy was in, like, the 80s. Because, um, well, but... the, the the Cream one takes place in the 90s. Oh, okay, so yeah. So uh, Autopsy is the 80s, the outside is the 90s. Um... I think the viewing is the seventies. Oh, the uh, the last one, the murmuring, might be might be present day. Could potentially okay. be present day. It's not. So you said the viewing was not good. I didn't like it. It was it was very um, psychedelic, hallucinogenic. Uh, uh, I hate that crap. Say. Yeah, I, like I was a lot like, of dream eh. sequences and stuff. No, no, like just, just weird um, stuff. It, it they just kind of sat around and talked and. Um, an alien like we're doing right now yeah and there was drug use and you know people got high and shit and they all got high and stared at this thing and i was like oh all right this like we're doing right now super interesting. oh wait yeah the the graveyard rats one i thought was was very claustrophobic when he was trying to climb out and mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. that light was like oh okay i really like um, the autopsy though yeah that one was interesting yeah, yes. I'm reading the stories and stuff. I watched a lot of very, like, weird horror stuff over the past week for Halloween's sake. So I had to just read the uh, thing. Autopsy is currently the highest ranked one on there. It's got eight stars. Yep. Uh, the lowest ranked one is Dreams in the Witch House. Which is weird because I actually, I did like that one. Um, and that actually stars Rupert Grint. Oh, of Harry Potter fame? Yeah, Ron Weasley. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, these are these are all fun. We're trying our best not to spoil the like the little twists and endings because these little short stories really depend on and they're all about an hour long each. Yeah. Um and they're just, you know, it's different writers, different directors. It's just they're I'm I didn't get a chance to do it, but I'm very interested to see if any of the people have either done other stuff or are up and coming people like, you know, like Pixar will do with their shorts and then they'll, if someone does a really good short, they'll move them up to a major movie. I am wondering 
you know, who's who directed what. I'm wondering. Let me see who directed the one you don't like. It's possible uh, that it's that is no. it's the second to last. Uh, Panos Cosmos. Oh, the guy that did uh, Mandy. Wow. He did. Uh, yeah. He did Mandy and uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Now he wrote that. Um, there was something else he did. Um, did you name well, all the about directors to do... off? By the way, I did not. There's one that is. Um... Because I I listed the directors and not the um, not the actors because I thought the directors were more oh, important gotcha. in this instance. Yeah, Anna Lily Armapour, Amirpour. I think that's the director you don't like. No, she's the one that did uh, that did the um, outside, the outside, the cream episode. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, she also did a girl walks. Uh, that's how I know her. She did a girl walks home at night. So. Oh no, yeah, she did. She also did the Bad Batch, which we didn't like. Was, oh, okay. remember the Bad? Yeah, that's why. Good. That's why I know her name. Because you know, the Bad Batch was the one with the with Keanu Reeves as like a cult leader in the desert. Oh, and... oh, 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 the the movie, not the uh, not the Disney Plus series. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. So yeah, he, yeah she did that, but, and. And she did it after doing the much better uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. So, okay. Well, that's that. If you like anthology now, series, check it out. I know we've talked about a couple of them on here or on the on the podcast. Um, but, I mean, if, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. They're, they're worth watching. Um, like I said, I'm, there was I'm, only one or two that I didn't really care for. Yeah, personally, I'm spreading it. Like, I haven't watched all of them because I'm spreading it out because I do enjoy them. And I don't want it to just be like yeah, this story, and then this story, and then that story. I am spreading it out. I'm spreading it wide out. Oh yeah. And then as wide as I can get it. No, I'm spreading it out just so that I'm not like, <laughs> so I can just like digest each individual story and not just have to rush through it. So now tell me about magical schools hmm. that are in no way, shape, or form remotely related to Harry Potter. So. The School for Good and Evil uh, was released in October of 2022. It's on uh, Netflix. It's directed by Paul Feig, and it does star Kit Young, Sophia Ann Caruso, Kate Blanchett, Rachel Bloom, Rob Delaney, Sophia Wiley, uh, Joelle, Holly Sturton, Emma Lau, Brianni Scarlett, Rosie Graham, but it also has some big names. You've got Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Jamie Flatters is also in there. I, I, he's not a big name, so less than that. Um, the synopsis is best friends Sophie and Agatha find themselves on opposing sides of an epic battle when they're swept away into an enchanted school where aspiring heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil. Okay, so this movie was bad um <laughs> i i didn't really <laughs> like it the 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 main characters were whiny um the school never really establishes you know what they do um they they train good they train heroes and they train villains but they don't really go over to do what um there's this thing where good always wins between the two schools 
And I'm like, when wins what? What do they what do they win? Is there some kind of competition that they're training for? Well, you know, they never really talk about it. It's never explored. Um in fact, during the entire movie they try to keep the students separate in their own schools. Um and the whole the whole bad being ugly trope is played up to the nth degree. Um but only for one of the main characters. Um, they, they make the main character uglier. She falls deeper into her, you know, evil dude. Um, but she is literally the only one in the entire bad school that's ugly, including the dean of the villain school, who is played by Charlize Theron, who is, you know, looks spectacular as always, but I mean... I don't it's they they make such a big deal out of it and then to have her be literally the only one. I'm like I mean and maybe they're using it as a as a you know ultimate end stage kind of thing where you only start to get ugly if you truly become evil and then the students in the villain school aren't really evil because they're still learning to be evil. I'm like what? I I would at least think that the dean would be evil and the dean and um even the main evil person in the movie wasn't ugly. I was like, really? Like, the main bad guy is, is yeah, no, all right, whatever. Um, there, there's, uh, there's some point in the movie about, you know, good having become vain and self-serving, and, you know, they're not really uh, good or heroes anymore. Um, it's kind of nice to watch evil trick trick the good guys into being the bad guys and then there's this whole role reversal thing but holy shit i i wish the main characters would have just shut the hell up um they they both have terrible lives um in their world one one of them is branded as a witch and she's shunned and assaulted i mean um and the other one has a wicked stepmother who's planning on using her um, as basically slave labor to pay for things at home. Um, and she's completely misunderstood and always feels out of place. And then they get to this school and they're dropped in this fairy tale in this fairy tale school. And the one of them whines incessantly about how she's in the wrong school because she's dropped in the villain school. Um, and she's the one that becomes truly evil. Um, but she whines the entire time but doesn't want to leave. She wants them to fix the mistake. No, I want you to fix it. I'm in the wrong school. I'm in the wrong school. And then the other one, just the entire time, is is trying to get to her friend because it's not safe here. We have to leave. We have to go back to our shitty lives. We have to go back home. Why the fuck do you want to go back home? So that you can get beat up? You can get assaulted. People can treat you like dirt for the rest of... That sounds like a great friggin' idea. Both your lives suck, and you want to go back home. Uh, you know what? Whatever. I don't I don't even know what the end game is here. They... I, I, I could not wait for this movie to be over. Wow. That's okay. Two, we usually don't get two. I was just going to say those. that. Usually, this is mostly good. Time, this is the time period... The dumping ground time period for like movies and shows that aren't as good. Yeah, because there's a shitload of stuff that has just come out recently. 
I mean, there's so much stuff right now, I can't even keep up with it all. Between, like, all the streaming services, between Netflix, Amazon, Disney+, Plus, I still haven't even started watching that new Disney+, Plus um, Old Republic Jedi show that I heard came oh, out the, a couple of weeks ago. The anthology of, like, Jedi stories? It's, it's The ones I've seen have been good. They're each, like, 15 minutes long. I should have watched um, that. This movie sucked. What? What sucked? This movie. And if I'd have watched that instead, then we could have been doing a top five list about Jedis. But no. Instead, we're doing a top five list based on the school of good and evil. Are we doing that like right now? Is that a thing? Was that like a segue? It, it, was it a segue? Can it be a segue? Or do we have other segue. stuff we need to talk about? Uh, I don't think we have anything we need to talk about. I mean, Son of a bitch. It's uh, a we do have to talk to Omar about some of our problems with him, but I don't think we do that on the air. No, no. Well, I mean, we can. Cool. I mean, I no, I think that's like where we, we, we show up at his house and put chairs around him and we, you know, bring all of his friends and family members in to, you know, say things. <laughs> Got a lot of problems with you, Omar. <laughs> to say now, and you people are going to hear about it. <laughs> say things. <laughs> Fair enough. So, based on the school of good and evil, I got to thinking, and I don't think we'd ever did it, so I figured I'd ask. And this actually turned out being a little bit more difficult than what I had anticipated. Or, well, at least more difficult to not have it all be from one from one source. Yes. I was, I was trying to think of who are your top five favorite magical teachers. Oh. Besides... My number one is Mr. Negacy, my crazy history teacher. <laughs> I had a... Mr. Negacy, too. Who got a grenade thrown at him because he decided to go see the uh, the Sarajevo stuff by on his own to see if it was true or not? He learned. Wait, is that where he went? I don't even remember. I want to say, yeah, it was the Balkans. He was from Hungary. Was yeah, it? I think yeah, he was Hungarian. I never, I didn't have him. And he, and he went back during like the the early nineties, like ethnic cleansing, and he was like, he, someone threw a grenade at him, and he was mad at himself because of it, because he said. I was stupid. I lit a campfire at night because I was cold, and someone saw it and threw a grenade at me. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I understand being mad that you made a mistake, but like, the person that you should have been mad at was the guy that threw the grenade at you. Yeah. Should one other back. thing about that? Quick thing. There was a fire. There was somebody by the fire at night. You didn't ask any questions first. Like, what if it was one of your own people? You just threw a grenade at him. Yeah, that's irrelevant. <laughs> that's true I mean I've never really gotten to the point of where I'm going to throw a grenade at anyone <laughs> um, fair enough but when I am at that point I might not have a conversation with them first so, anyway go ahead magical teachers I, 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 did a, I ruined the segue we're talking about not magical teachers like you know uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in what is it, Dangerous Minds? Yeah. Or Coolio, or anything like that. We're talking actual teachers that are teaching magic. I guess I can go first, again. Okay. Honorable mention, and only because it's not really magic. We're going to drop some Yoda on that ass. Oh, there it is. Dropping some Yoda. Um, uh, Thank you, Rob, for helping me fill out my list by actually knowing the names of these people. Mm. Uh. Indeed. From Fantasia, which I was trying to call Fantasmic, 
but it is not. It is Fantasia, the the wizard that taught Mickey how to break everything and cause there to be a flood and all sorts of brooms and stuff. Uh, that would be Yensid, which, as you said, go ahead, is Disney backwards. There you go. Those, oh, that's right. Th- those animators did so much, like, so many uppers back then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, speaking of Disney, Merlin from Sword in the Stone. Okay. Like, even when you said, like, I would forgotten about it. Just when you said it, I rem- I just imagined the way the they did the animation for him. And mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, Vesemir from The Witcher. I guess it's magic, right? You, you told I, me it I was, mean, I, so. I, I think we can count that. He taught The Witcher how to be witchier. <laughs> witcher here. Yes. Uh, number two, Wong, or Wongers, as the case may be. <laughs> Um, and I can also, I'm, it's like, there could have been more, but they would have all been from, like, one or two things. So I'm going to throw the ancient one in there, too. Just, like, the Doctor Strange ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Wong, man. I feel, I've said this before, like, I feel so much safer when he shows up on screen. Because he's always there defending, like, people from buildings falling on him and shit. Uh, but my number one is all the Harry Potter teachers, but specifically Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Snape. Okay. So that is my top five. Omar, how are you coming along with that list? Uh, I can, I can, uh, yeah, all as well. You don't have your usual twenty. No, this one I had kind of trouble with. I haven't done any sort of viewing or reading in this I, realm I for a while. I think we may not have been the only ones who had trouble because we got zero listener lists. That's true. It's all. It was. A, it was difficult. Um. I'm going to go with my number five, and this one's cheating a little bit, and uh, and you already said it, Greg. And it would be number one, if not for the fact that it doesn't quite fit. Uh, I'm going to go with, of course, Yoda, because right. that's awesome, and he's awesome. Um, for number four, I was a fan of, um, you know, just from the Marvel Universe, Wong. Number three. That, that one's not Wong. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god, you folks! I'll be here all night. Number two. <laughs> um, number three, because you know he's awesome, and he—it's kind of a classic. You know, I'm going to go with Merlin. Um, number two. Do you remember the craft? I do. I do remember the craft. Well, Robin. I would argue. I like their macaroni and cheese. Very good. I would argue that the Rochelle, the one played by Robin Tunney, was the teacher because she's the one that taught the the other three how to do spells. So I'm going with her for my number two because I thought that was awesome, and you know they looked really right. good. So it helped. Uh, and then number one's Dumbledore because I'm basic that way because you know it's Dumbledore. He's awesome. Excellent. Yeah, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. I do love me some Dumbledore. So in the Harry Potter movies, which Dumbledore do you like better? The first one. Same. The one who Hands died. Hands down. Richard yep. Harris. By yep. the way, another replacement that, that actually didn't kill the uh, franchise. Good point. Yep. That's Nicely true. done. The first, one, the first one was Richard Harris, right? Right, right. Yeah, I believe so. And then I think, and he died soon thereafter while filming Gladiator. He was the guy that was in the prison cell next to Gladiator character. Mm. You mean Gladiator? Gladiator no, was Russell Crowe? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, wasn't he um No, 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 wasn't he Marcus Aurelius? Um, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Now my brain hurts. I'm looking, I'm looking. I think he <laughs> might have been. He was he was the he was the guy at the very beginning that uh King. That, it was like talking to him through the wall, right? No, I'm pretty sure that he was the emperor that got killed that yeah. started the whole thing. Correct. The whole, started the whole story with Gladiator. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's character killed him. He was the old kind general that Maximus loved, or the old kind emperor that Maximus loved. Right. And he, yes. But now I'm double checking. Um, I'm not seeing it. But anyway, continue. Do, do, do your stuff. Um, that was my number one. Oh, right. Sorry, it wasn't even him. It was Oliver Reed. Oh, damn it. That's right. Yeah, Fair Oliver enough. Reed. Sorry. Anyhow. Um, they suck. <laughs> People over Wanda are never going to trust us again. Uh, we mean well, though. I mean, mostly. Well, I'll Holy go shit. ahead and give you mine. Wait a second. Hold on. Nope. This is actually awesome. I didn't realize this. Do you know how Oliver Reed died? Uh. Uh, Ridley Scott has revealed that, the, that Oliver Reed died during the making of Gladiator, because he dropped down dead on the floor of a pub. He challenged a, a bunch of uh, uh, sailors to a drinking competition, had a couple of pints and said, I don't feel so good, laid down on the carpet and died. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Doing, going out the way he wants to. Oh, he was Proximo. You're talking about oh, Proximo. He was the one who, like, was the former Gladiator. Yeah. That's crazy. He died in a pub. That's insane. That's a bummer. That's cool. He's it was a cool dude. <laughs> it's both a bummer and cool. Yeah. And then our yes, next top five list should be. We're ruining Rob's list, but where our next top five list is going to be like f- phenomenal deaths. Best like real life deaths, deaths or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like like most movie movie like deaths. But anyway. Not really going to be that. But anyway, Ross. <laughs> well, um, I do have an honorable mention. My my honorable mention is going to be, um, and it was Richard Harris who played Marcus Aurelius, by the way. Correct. My uh, my honorable mention is going to be Finn Rizzell. She was quite amusing as the sorceress that helped to train Willow Offgood. The one that he had to save from the uh from the shape shifting spell before, you know, she could take her human form and, and use the wand. My number five is actually going to be one of the one of the first ones I remember reading about. Um there was there was a series of books that I started reading, I wanna say in high school. That really got me into the fantasy genre, um, and that's the Penthouse Forum. Exactly. Oh. No, Different the series by Ursula K. Le Guin, A Wizard of Earthsea. Oh, okay. Um, Ged's teacher, the the main character in the in the story is Ged, and his teacher or one of his teachers was Ogion the Silent. Super powerful. Never really said much, but really great teacher and. And like I said, that was one of the that was one of the first series that actually really pulled me into the fantasy genre. At number four, I'm going to do. 
Um, at number four, I'm going to do probably McGonagall. I I do. She McGonagall for me is like Wong for you, basically. She's that one. Yeah, that's... I like when she runs in and like gets between whatever villain and the students. Yeah. Yeah. I do like I do like me some McGonagall. At number at number three, I'm gonna have to go with uh gonna have to go with Wong as well. That's not Wong. Yeah, I'm I know. Keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it until I get beaten to death. <laughs> but <laughs> my number two my number two is gonna be Dumbledore. Ooh. Ooh. And, okay. And that's because my number one is Aragon, who is the oh. the teacher for my current favorite fantasy series, which I'm very much looking forward to the next book coming out in December, by the way. Um, but it's from the Choice of Magic series that I've talked about several times on this podcast. And Aragon is uh, Will's grandfather and also teacher. And he is hilarious. He's a cantankerous old man. And some of the shit that he does and says to Will is so funny. And it actually, when I'm listening to the book, I actually laugh out loud at certain points because just the banter between the two of them to me is hilarious. And he's so cantankerous and so moody and just such an asshole that I, I love him. He's great. Okay. All right, very that good. is my top five. Greg, take us home. Well, um, usually this is Omar's part, but you know he's never ready when it comes to the contact stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's we true. try, we try, we just can't train him. Okay. We're We'd still like looking send him for the a solid monkey. I think we have. Yeah. There's like an email or something, and then yeah, there's. Uh, so we uh, have uh, our website, give me five podcast dot com. <laughs> that website gets all of our past podcasts. You can go there and listen to them. To find out exactly the point when we jump the shark. Um, when did we jump the shark? Uh, that one episode that we never released because it was like episode point five. Ah, we jumped the shark then, and then we did episode one. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can also check us out Facebook, Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, feel free to do that. I'm not doing much on Twitter these days. Um, but you can also email us. To yell at us for any of the previous things that we've talked about, you can uh, say "give me five podcast" at you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail dot com. If you do that, I may respond. I might not, but we will read your stuff on the air. So that'll be fun. Uh, you can also the thing you can do to help the the podcast. We of course mentioned at the top of the show. We mentioned the patron page. Uh, give me uh, patreon dot com slash give me five podcast. To help out, and if you just want to help out and not spend any money, you can do that um, by leaving us a review and following us on whatever uh, podcast provider you you use. And then once a week, you you will get us injected deeply into your veins and your soul mm. and other areas as well. <laughs> and Omar will weasel his way into your soul. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like a <laughs> like a Romanian bidet. Oh my god! Sneak all up in there. <laughs> Just injected through your butthole. 
Yeah. That was my nickname in kindergarten, the Romanian bidet. That's also the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Romanian bidet. <laughs> yep. Okay. Book well. it. <laughs> I have written it down. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. And remember, I, I don't know. What are we remembering? Uh, that the Romanian bidet is not a drinking fountain. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs>